What's up, everybody? Joe Stab here with you. Rad Parenting, sitting across from my co-host. Anaya Bogues. Someday we'll come up with a different intro. Nah. But not today. <laughs> I like things to stay the same. Uh, well, I think with things like this, people, like, I think they probably hear us in our, if, if we, for our regular listeners, they hear that whole intro before we even say it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I think it's good. Yeah. I'm, but I'm the same guy that eats the same thing for lunch every day. But you know what we could do? We could do like <laughs> Oprah did and we could have like a new theme song every season. Yeah. Like every new year. Yeah. But then you know what? Uh, like even with the theme music, whenever I put it in, yeah, um, I always go, oh, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to yeah. do that. And then I was like, I don't know, because I just know that when I listen to something and it changes, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. I like the old one. Yeah. Because people associate that, I think that music with like, okay, you know, and I know I always say this for, you know, people working out or in their car, you know, in traffic right now, they hear that song and they're like, okay, this means that it's the beginning of the week or whatever day of the week that you listen to our show. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just associated with that time frame. So that's why I never change it. Yeah. So there you go. So it'll always be the same intro. Uh, Hey, so check this out. (laughs) As always, thank you so much for all of the emails. Without you emailing and being a part of the Rad Parenting community, we do not have a show, and it is consistently blowing me away. I mean, we're up to almost 15,000 downloads a month, and when we, it, it, which is insane. Like 15,000 people listening to what we're doing. We're, uh, and, and the show's growing, and um, I, I just want to thank everyone for that. And just if you can keep spreading the word, we're so DIY, do it yourself. Uh, and just you people, like if you can hear my voice right now, the only way that people will find out about our show is by you telling them about it. And, and I don't want people to find out about our show because at first, like when we started the show, I was like, I want to do the show with Anea because, you know, and I, I think you felt the same way. People will find out about your book. Mm-hmm. People will find out about my stand up comedy and that'll be great. Um, but it really hasn't been about that. No. At all. We kind of just squeeze that in at the end if we actually remember. No, but do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I do. And, and I joke around about it a lot, but like the responsibility of doing the show and what I realize now is that I just feel like um, you and I um, tapped into something that was so much more important mm-hmm. than getting tickets sold to see me at the improv or people to buy your book. Yeah. And that this goes back to even this question we're going to answer on the show today. Um uh, and, and, and just keep the questions coming radparenting at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to our Instagram page too, rad parenting. You can always like our Facebook page. Uh, and once again, without you listening to the show and spreading the word, ultimately we wouldn't be here. And you know, the word that we're spreading, I look back on our episodes, you know, we're close to a hundred episodes and the topics, Anaya, gosh, I know. I know. I'm, I'm patting us on the back right now. <laughs> they are so rad. I mean, great topics. Uh, and, and, and the thing that I want to say, uh, the last thing I'll say is um, that the show itself is so much bigger and more important than I ever thought yeah. it was going to be. I've never been a part, I'm a part of something this, this uh, I feel, um, important. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's, it's good. And I don't think we knew how we, we are reminded of, because we're just sort of doing our thing. And I think processing a lot of our own, like, you know, just parenting stuff. And when we get these emails, it's just so, I, I think it's when I read them that I go, wow, like well, I, that really impacted yeah, somebody's yeah. life. And, and, and today I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, or, uh, I can't remember what show it was, but I, I said, I was going to throw a curveball at you. So I think we've had, yeah. you know, we haven't seen each other in a week or so. So I think I can remind, I can, I think I can throw the curveball at you without you, you know, possibly having like a scripted answer. Okay. So today's show is about parents that have one kid. 
Mm-hmm. They have this single child and yep. they're parenting one, one child. And we get quite a few emails over the course of the year of people saying, you know, I, I, my son or daughter, you know, my partner and I, we, you know, we have our child and we only have one and, and it's great on so many levels, but also comes uh, different territories to navigate. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the number one thing everybody says is when another kid comes over, or even relatives come over and a bigger family's in our house, there's a sense that their son or daughter, that's the only mm-hmm. child just feels like, whoa, like, yeah. It's kind of like when you, you know, when you sneak up like on our cat, you know, like if I go up behind her, she's just like, what are you doing? Bail. Yeah. You know, um, whereas our dog's like, hey, what's up? So with that said, I'm, I'm throwing this at you because when I thought about tackling this question, I was like, neither one of us have single, you know, we're not uh, single kids. Uh, we have two. Right. But for you, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different uh, for our listeners uh, that know, you know, you have a 21-year-old yeah. and you have a, a nine-year-old. A nine-year-old. Yeah. So. For it's the kind nine, of like I've raised two only children. There you go. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to basically throw these questions out at you that our listener had about having an only child. Sure. You know, the first thing is um, for your own example and for your own raising of your nine-year-old, um, just discuss like some of the differences that because you grew up with a sibling I did. that you have already encountered with having from the beginning. I'm talking from mm-hmm. when your Pythias showed up, like just little baby. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, but you know, the differences. And then I want us to go into uh, some of the things that we can do to help uh, have the only child adjust to sharing mm-hmm. with other kids, mm-hmm. understanding that, you know, when people come to the house, it's not just about that, you know, all of yeah. those things that I'm sure you've gone through with your own daughter. Right. So, yeah. So in actually in both cases, because, you know, first with my, my older daughter, you know, she was an only child for 12 years and, um, there's some things that are just naturally going to be the case that are not necessarily bad things, but we want to take into account like where are the deficiencies in their development. Um, and, and because there's also things that are probably um, a little overdeveloped th- for their age, like with both my girls, and I've seen this and I've sort of heard it reflected from other people, is both of them sort of carried themselves and spoke like young adults from the time they were quite young. Is that from just hanging out with adults? For yes. As much? Okay. Yeah. Because primarily sense. they were with their two adult parents. Um, and, and so, you know, in both cases, I also made a conscious choice. I mean, I, I'm the biggest goof and I can be super silly and both my girls will tell you that, but also like, because it's like the three of us are rolling together, meaning like, you know, when I was with my older daughter's um, father and it would be, you know, the three of us and then, you know, her, her stepdad, ultimately it was two adults and, and Maddie. And so we would talk to her like either in front of her or with her. Um, and she didn't have that other person, her own age to be interacting with, sharing with, being socialized with, unless she was at school. Um, and so on one hand, I feel like there are parts of both my girls that are sort of hyper-developed in terms of their vocabulary and the way that they interact with, with adults and how comfortable they are doing so. On the other hand, things like oh, everything doesn't revolve around me. The moment that I need something, you know, you're not there. Like if they had multiple siblings or even another one, they would have learned from day one that, you know, mommy or daddy's time and focus has to be split. And so I think what's important about that for us as humans in any context is whenever there's something that we want or need and we don't have another human there to somehow do it or make it easy for us, 
we, if we want it then, need to develop those internal muscles to be able to figure out how to do it ourselves. Those are really important skills. Um, and so we need to, as parents of only children, we need to sort of synthetically, so to speak, create that. So one big thing is play dates are really, really important. Like creating opportunities, not just at school where it's like there's a whole bunch of kids and it's mixed with academics, but that on the regular... Um, that you are having other kids over and and they are going to other people's houses and learning the dynamic of when there you have to share, you need to make decisions together. It can't always be your way. Somebody else is not always going to accommodate you. And if they don't get these skills, then they are going to go out into the world and start taking certain pushback against their wants and needs at any given moment. If they take it personally, they're like, oh, this means there's something wrong with me, or this person doesn't like me, or they feel frustrated, or um, and 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 we want that energy put into other things. So a big piece here is socialization and 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 creating that by doing things like creating frequent play dates where they are learning to socialize with other kids. Yeah, because right there you tapped on what the questions that we've read that come into rap mm-hmm. parenting. Uh, nail, like you're nailing all of the topics that are the big concern. Uh, I don't want my child to think the world revolves strictly around them. Yeah. Um, the attitude of, I got to have opportunity for them to learn to share because when my brother comes with his, you know, four kids or his three kids, you know, my, my son or daughter doesn't even know how to like short circuiting. Yeah. It really what does, happening? really does short circuit right there. Yeah. Um, and also, um, you know, you don't, I, I think our biggest fear, um, I know that, you know, when I had my daughter before we had our son, you know, your biggest fear when it's just, you know, one-on-one with everybody, um, is you don't want them to have this entitlement and this like privileged vibe. And, and, you know, and I, and I mean that in the sense of just, I'm better than everybody yeah. and my parents only listen to me. Um, I do see though, uh, some, and I will say this, uh, before we go to break, uh, when I do come in contact you know, I'd even say it with your own daughter, like Pi, you know, she's just very, um, there's this sense of confidence um, that I see with her that sometimes, you know, from the kids that have every mm-hmm. bigger family, they might not be that maturity that's there. I don't yeah. know. Do, it, it, I don't know yeah. if I'm touching on something that exists or doesn't exist, um, you know, um, but I've noticed that with other kids that sometimes are the uh, are the only child. They're just a little more mature. Yes. And I want to ask you uh, after the break mm-hmm. why that is. Okay. Why do I notice that my daughter's friends that come over um, that, you know, is the only child, I'm like, are you a 30-year-old woman? You know, like, <laughs> no, seriously, she has a yeah. friend like that. She yeah. has a friend like that. I, I'm like, this kid's like yeah. 30 year old woman. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, it's just me, my mom, and dad. So I don't know. Yes. Um, we're going to go to break right now. Uh, we're talking about uh, only children. We're talking about um, um, one thing, too, when we come back from break is um, I'm going to ask Anea. Uh, she said that she would get silly. And I've known Anea now for two <laughs> years, and I, I don't see her getting silly. Wow. Uh, we're going to hear from her sponsor. We'll be back <laughs> right after this. Rad Parenting, Joe Sib here, uh, sitting across from my co-host, Anaya Bogue. Uh, we are talking about raising an only child. Uh, before the break there, I just I, I asked Anaya, uh, th- the way I want to end this episode is I want to um, really let the single parents out there have uh, leave with a couple of tools. Um, one of the biggest concerns was, too, that in the questions that we always got was just um, making sure their only children didn't be raised where they just think the whole world revolves around them. You've talked about that. Mm-hmm. You got to set up the play dates. You need to incorporate other people, other families so that your son or daughter can learn how the, the world works. Right. Um, with all that said though, 
you know, I wanted to say, I want to ask you one question. I've noticed this is just Joseph, dad, cruising in the world, personal opinion. Um, some of my son's friends that are only children mm-hmm. and some, especially with my daughter, cause she's a teenager now. Um, some of the only children that, uh, are friends with my daughter, this one girl in particular, they, the maturity level is off the charts. Mm-hmm. This one friend of hers is just like, is like a 30 year old woman in the mm-hmm. house. And I mean that in a good way. Why do I notice that more? with only children than children with siblings. And is this something that I'm that that really exists oh, or for is sure. it just with this kid? Yeah, on? so it's kind of what I was alluding to earlier in the episode and and it's because that where in a, in, a, in a house where, because you could still have parents that tend to have made a choice, like we're going to talk to our kids, like they're like full-blown humans with a, a brain, we don't need to talk down to them, blah, blah, blah. And those kids may have like, you know, more d- highly developed or mature vocabulary and that sort of thing. But in an only child situation, from moment to moment, like most of the time, when, whenever they're not in school, their primary playmates, if you will, and, and the humans that they're interacting with are adults. And so they're hearing adult language. They're exposed to adult interaction around frequently adult subject matter. And I don't mean adult subject matter like things. I mean, we all know what we're going to... No, you're just saying the adult subject matter. Hey, you know, uh, gosh, did you see what happened in the news today? Hey, did you pay the mortgage? Hey, by the way, we need to balance the checkbook. Right. So like adult conversations. Yes. And for a kid with a sibling, those two or three siblings might roll their eyes and be like, okay, well, oh my gosh, let's go in the other room and play while mom and dad are talking about politics or whatever's going on. Like, you know, roll their eyes. Whereas the only child may feel compelled to like want to be around somebody. And so they're in on those conversations, whether they're participating or not. So that, that again, is, is why it's, you know, the only child tends to have parents that are so present because we're not, our attention is not pulled. I mean, certainly it's pulled by work and whatever our other, you know, obligations are, but, but we tend to be more capable of hovering, maybe being a little more overly involved, which was the, would be the other thing I didn't mention. And I would about healthy socialization that when a child has a sibling, because we're not hovering over them, we're like, oh, they're playing in the other room. I mean, I played with my little brother. I mean, we were always playing. My mom would just dip in like time to eat or time to come in and get warm or whatever. But we would, if we had a problem, we would figure out how to solve it, how to resolve it. Whereas I think with the only child, if that kid is like gaming or playing something in his or her room and they get frustrated, our tendency is like, their tendency is to call for their parent and and our tendency is to swoop in and fix it and not let them figure out how to do that either on their own or if they had a sibling with their sibling. So that I'm going to caution parents that when you when you schedule these play dates for your only child, which I'm strongly suggesting you do, you are probably going to find yourself having to resist wanting to swoop in and micromanage the social interaction. Let them, that's the whole point. Let them figure out how to resolve their issues and their little bickering on their own. That's the skill they need. That right there was, I think, the answer that a lot of parents that have emailed in with this specific question mm-hmm. just got. So you're saying invite the friend over and when the mixing starts to happen and it goes, you know, you can't go in or, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, 
not enough safeties involved. Right. But you got to be like, okay, there you go. You're going to have to start learning how to so-and-so wants to play with the same toy you have. Yeah. And you can't say, this is my toy that sits on my bed and only I touch it. Exactly. Because so-and-so and, now is a part of your life. Right. And, and, and the tendency of the only child, there will have been a standard set that that is the thing. Nobody else. They don't have a sibling that's running into the room and taking their stuff. And so they don't know what that feels like. And so let me tell you, as a parent of essentially two <laughs> only children, it is not easy. It is not easy as a parent to ch- to to chill. Do you have any Do you have any stories that you can d- remember uh, oh, from the first on, time around? Or oh no no no, it's d- it's still on the regular. It is very really? difficult. Yes, and and some of that is certainly like ego, like for sure. I'm going to call that out, call myself out, and call us as as parents out, like where when our kids are playing with other kids, and whether it's just us around, or you know, and we're like, oh, but I don't want that t- kid to go home and tell their parents that my kid's a nightmare. Like. Like I need to get in there and try to mitigate like this becoming something really gnarly. Um, everything from that to like just not being used to that kind of friction in your house, right? Yeah. Because you don't have two kids that are constantly fighting that you learn to t- tune out and that you learn after it happening, re- happening repeatedly that they end up working it out usually without any violence, right? Um, Because they're motivated to. So, so I think those are the biggest things. Like our biggest concern is that, that with an only child, you don't want them to become too reliant on only having mom and dad's affirmation. Um, You don't want them to be super isolated and not develop social skills, which include basic things like sharing and being able to navigate, like um, we're going to take turns and things like that. And then just the whole, you know, they may find themselves. I think that, you know, I especially see it with my young younger daughter, I think she encounters kids at school that are not only ch- only children that maybe don't have the same sense of maturity that she has in some ways. And that makes her feel a little isolated. It makes her feel like she doesn't have a lot in common with a lot of other kids. And so I think, again, that's where the play date factor comes in and really creating as many opportunities as possible in your home and in, in others' homes where your child is 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 learning those those skills. And it's great that they're mature, but they also need time and space to be kids and to work things out. Yeah. What, what I've taken away from this, this conversation is just that it, like anything else in this world, uh, for the parents out there that have the only child is, is that the play dates are the tool mm-hmm. to teach your son or daughter, um, how to begin sharing and, uh, working with other people, which at the end of the day is, is what we all, you know, what we all want to have our son or daughter do like, Hey, they get along with people. They understand that. But for the parents uh, that have the only child, they're like, how do I make that happen? And mm-hmm. I really feel like you answered that question with the play dates and, yeah. and your own experience, I think, uh, makes, make, makes me laugh because I, I love the fact that you're still dealing with it at this time and place. Like, I love that Thanks, th- that's Joe. something. No, I just, I love, because, because once again, you're in it, you know, yeah. and, and that like, you're not talking about it like, oh, that was, you know, because if you were sitting here with your, your 21 year old and that mm-hmm. was the only child you ever had, you know, you'd be like, oh yeah, I remember that. And I'm done with yeah. it. I love, no, I'm in right, it I love right now that our listeners like, Anaya's in it. I am. In it. Uh, thank you so much, Anaya, for sharing that. My pleasure. And, and thank you for letting me throw the curveball yes. at you every once in a while. <laughs> Because the personal experience, I feel, goes so far on the yeah. show. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, want to remind everyone too. Uh, I think by the time this airs, I will still be uh, getting ready to go out on the road for the end of the year. My 2017 shows ending with Jim Brewer. I will be in Tucson, Arizona, um, December, uh, I believe, 28th or 27th, and then um, I'm going to be in Tempe the 28th, 29th, and or the 29th, 30th, and 31st 
Either way, I don't know the dates, but if you go to joesib.com, I'd love it if someone from Rad Parenting came out to the shows and check it out. Uh, the headliner is Jim Brewer, and if you want to hear great comedy about family and being a dad, he has three girls. Wow. Yes. Nice. Three Why girls. are we having him on the show? No, he's gonna, when he comes out to do dates on California, yeah? that's how we met. Yay. I met Jim Brewer by asking him to be a part of Rad Parenting, and we just kind of hit it off, and he goes, and then I, you know, it was awkward, but I was like, I'm also a comedian. He goes, you are? And we just started talking. Nice. And then he said, stay in touch. You know, when I come out to California, I'd love to have you open. I opened up for him one night in San Diego, and I brought my dad. Yeah. And nice. my dad and him hit it off, and the three of us Aww. hung out, and then he's brought me on the road ever since. Oh, that's amazing. Isn't that crazy? I love it. Great guy, too. But he has a lot of great stories about raising three girls. I bet. All right, Rad Parenting, we are done. Thank you all so much for listening. Keep those emails coming to radparenting at gmail.com. Please write an, a review on iTunes. Just take two seconds. Go to iTunes. You hit the five stars. These guys are rad. That would be awesome. All right, Anaya, anything you want to add? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm happy with our show today. Thank you so much. We are out of here. Late. Late.